0: Welcome back to the Sozo Ministries International offices here in Umbali, Uganda. My name is Scott Ingram. I'm the Apostolic Overseer of Sozo Ministries International, and today is September 7th of 2020, so this is your Monday message. I hope everything is going well where you guys are. Things are going good here, looking up here. Uh, We've been doing a little bit of active ministry. We had a Uh, meeting on Saturday here at the office with our most local pastors around in Bali. Uh, One, to pray as it is election season both in Uganda and the U.S. So we were praying for uh, the elections and for God's church to remember its own identity in how we represent the Lord in this season. Um, And then we spent uh, about an hour in the afternoon doing a health and safety protocol training for when churches can reopen. Uh, we have a couple of more of those on the schedule. I am doing one uh, today in uh, Bomboy, just outside of Mbali, with a, another group of about 15 area pastors. And then hopefully this weekend, I'll be traveling to both Kumi District and Abim District to train the Sozo churches in those areas. We are still trying to get money together for that. We need about $500 in fuel to cover all of our churches uh, with a visit here in Uganda and then in Kenya for some administrative things. Uh, In Uganda, we're doing the the training for when churches can reopen, the health protocol training. So if you are interested in helping support us to do those trainings, you can uh, go to sozoministries.net and click the donate link, and you can make a donation there that will go to that. The other news I have to announce is we officially scheduled our women's conference for October 2nd and 3rd. And so if you haven't already seen here on the the Sozo Facebook page, uh, there is a new group, uh, the Arise and Shine Women's Conference group. If you will join that group, you will not miss a thing. Uh, We will start at 5 p.m. Not we. I won't be there. I am not a woman. Um, But uh, my wife, Liz, and uh, our Kenya National Director, Teresa Mwangi will be kicking off uh, on Friday, October second, uh, at 5 p.m. with the first session and 7 p.m. with the second session, East Africa time. So go join that group. If you're if you're a lady, join that group. You don't have to watch live. Uh, you can catch them. We're going to leave the videos up in that group uh, permanently. I'm assuming so uh, you can catch them anytime. But join that group so that so that you can be a part of the conversation, leave some comments, some discussion, pray for some people, all of those things. Um, so that is October 2nd and 3rd for you ladies. That's the only announcements I have to make. Um, what I want to do today is going to seem a little bit weird. Um, I have had some conversations recently about the the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic and the question that keeps getting asked that I want to address today, and I hope to do so quickly, um, is... Is this virus God's judgment on the nations? Um, And I will unequivocally—you don't have to wait. I'm not going to keep you in suspense. And my answer is no. This is not God's judgment on the nations. Uh, We know from the Book of Revelation that God's judgment is going to come when Christ returns, and He'll judge the nations. Now, I do believe God does things to coax people toward Himself, toward salvation but I have a very hard time theologically believing that God uses sickness uh, to, to guide the nations or uh, as a means of grace. And, and so no, I don't believe it's God's judgment, but I also do not believe it's a means of God's grace. Uh, all sickness, every sickness in the world has its roots in the fall of man. Uh, when, when Adam and Eve ate that fruit in the garden, sickness came into the world. When Jesus came, He came to bring complete salvation, body, soul, and spirit, so we are saved spiritually. Our our souls are set free from captivity to to the demonic, demonic bondage, the power of the enemy, and our physical bodies receive the gift of healing, and we believe that is for today, and it will be fully completed uh, when Jesus returns. Full salvation will come. I'm not completely delivered from sin today, but when I'm with Jesus, I'll be completely delivered from sin, sickness, and every scheme of the enemy. But we do believe that is for today. Uh, As most of you know, the word sozo means salvation, uh, but if you look it up in a concordance, it's saved, healed, and delivered. And so I have a really hard time believing that coronavirus is God's judgment Um, It's just an effect of the fall, and at the same time, I've I've had some people trying to explain to me why this pandemic is a means of God's grace, that God sent this disease to draw people to Him, and I don't believe that either. I I don't agree with that either, because if it's God's will that coronavirus is in the earth, then I am out of God's will by praying for, for God to heal right um, if 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 the virus is God's will, then me asking him to remove it means I am outside of his will. and so what I want us to do briefly is to look at second Peter chapter three, and I've got my Bible in front of me. Uh, I'm going to throw some of the scriptures up there, but I'm not going to throw all of them up there. Um, but second Peter three is dealing with the day of the Lord, which is judgment day, okay that's when judgment is coming when when Christ returns to judge all living and dead and demonic, all of those things. Um, And so when Peter's writing this, he's telling people that he's trying to stir them up so that they will remember what the predictions of the prophets were um, since since way back in in the Old Testament. They were prophesying a Lord and a Savior, uh, and and they were prophesying judgment. And... He says that in the last days, some people, some scoffers are going to come. That's verse three, uh, following their own sinful desires. And they're going to say, where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, those prophets that prophesied, ever since they died, all things are continuing just as they were from the beginning of creation. And he says, for they deliberately overlook this fact that the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and through water by the word of God. And that by means of these, the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. And so he's saying that these people that keep asking, when is God's judgment coming? What? Why? We don't believe you. Everything is just as it was since the beginning. Nothing has changed. Okay, modern science says that. Modern science is based on the unchanging nature of natural law. So these scoffers, they're going to say, look, nothing's changed, and you keep prophesying this this judgment that everything's going to end. But they forget that at one point, the earth which was formed from water was destroyed by water. God has sent His judgment once before, and they overlook that. And and then it says, verse 7, "...but by the same word the heavens and earth that now exist are stored up for fire." Being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly, and so Peter's premise is this: there there is a day when God is going to judge the nations. He's going to judge all flesh. He's going to judge all sin. But to say that He's doing that progressively, so COVID is one of God's judgments, and you know, ten years ago, HIV/AIDS was one of God's judgments, and and earthquakes and and Uh, you know, tornadoes and hurricanes hitting places like uh, Orlando or San Francisco or, you know, wherever it is, um, that that's God's judgment. Peter says that his judgment is being held for this day, the day of the Lord. And so where I want us to look today specifically is is starting in verse 8, and the Bible says this, But do not overlook this one fact, beloved. That with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. And so, with God, time is meaningless. God exists outside of time. He created time. And so, for us, it seems like, wow, it's been 2,000 years since Jesus died on the cross and there's no judgment. And and that's so old fashioned to believe those things. And, you know, my parents believe that, my grandparents believe that. That is not for me. That's, you know, 2,000 years. I don't believe that anymore he says, don't overlook this, that with God who is outside of time, a thousand years is only like a day. To him, Jesus died on the cross just a couple of days ago, right? And so he continues, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but he is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. And so I think there's a key promise there, and, and this is what I want us to get at. If you're a Christian, and you're looking at the, the coronavirus pandemic, and you're saying this is God's judgment, and you know, that like there have been Christians for years prophesying this is the judgment of God because of abortion, homosexuality, all these sins, blah, 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 blah. We've missed the point of the Bible because Peter says God is patiently withholding his judgment until the day Christ returns because he is being so, so patient and waiting so slowly to give every single human being the right and the ability to have a chance to choose salvation in Jesus Christ. The Lord is not slow to fulfill that promise. He's patient towards you. But he goes on, he says, the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the heaven and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Listen, here's what I want you to know. I absolutely believe that coronavirus is a work of the devil Entering into the world through human sinfulness, sinful nature, we, through our sin, have given Him the right into our world, and and that's why this disease is here. It is not the judgment of God, and it's not, you know, as some people say, oh, it's the grace of God, God uses it. I don't believe God uses sickness as a means of grace. There's no evidence of that anywhere in the Bible, that God showed grace through sickness. It's It's always... Uh, a judgment for sin or a, a an effect of sin, right? And so, with that in mind, here's how I want to encourage us today. I don't want us to get lost in the speculations. Okay, I, I don't believe that coronavirus is just another sign that the rapture's around the corner and and God's bringing judgment and all, all this stuff. Uh, what I believe is. This sickness, this coronavirus sickness, is another enemy of God's people sent by the devil, designed to die, to end, to leave, and when it does, God will get the glory. He gets the glory for every sickness that is healed. I do not believe we are outside of God's will if we are praying for him to remove this disease and to heal anyone who has this disease. Right. If it was a means of grace, we would be out of His will. I believe we're supposed to be healing this sickness. In the same way, if this was God's judgment, our prayers would be meaningless. They would have no effect. And yet, over and over, we see that Jesus healed every disease. Every sick person that came to Him, Jesus healed all of them. And I believe He would heal coronavirus just the same if if He was here among us. But today, that's the work of the church. We have the right and the responsibility to be healing the sick who have this disease. Okay? But I, I want to take it a step farther because, like, if that lays the foundation, if that's the evidence that no, this is not his judgment, his judgment is waiting for the day of the Lord. Right now, he is patient, he's grace filled, he wants everyone to get saved. We, we need to continue reading what, how Peter concludes in verse 11. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, talking about the heavens and the earth, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn but according to his promise we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells i want you to catch something here peter does not say that we're supposed to be prophesying judgment and predicting judgment and focusing on judgment and and all of those things he says no since we know judgment is coming, what should our lives look like in holiness and righteousness and hastening that day that he's going to come back because we're waiting on a new heaven and new earth. Listen to me, for the Christian, judgment is not our focus. Holiness and the kingdom of God is our focus. That's why Matthew tells us over and over again, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. When the disciples came to Jesus in Matthew 24 and they said, what's the sign of the end? What's the sign of your coming? He says, listen, you're going to hear of of wars and rumors of wars and and earthquakes and violence and pestilence and famine and disease, all these things you're gonna hear of it, but the end is not yet. He says in Matthew 24, 14, but the gospel of the kingdom shall be proclaimed as a witness unto every nation then the end will come. If we're supposed to be doing what Peter says, hastening the coming of the day of the Lord, that means our focus is this, that righteousness must be established eternally through the salvation of God's people in the earth. We have to be about the gospel. That's got to be our focus. That's got to be our mission. Uh, If we were to continue reading, uh, starting in verse 14, He says, therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace. And count the patience of our Lord as salvation. He's saying, don't get caught up saying this is judgment. This is wrath, fire, burn, hell. Count his patience. Count count this, this delay in judgment as his patience. Count it as salvation for you and for others. Uh, to, to jump ahead a little bit, uh, beginning in verse number uh, 17, uh, it says, you therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you're not carried away with error of lawlessness, uh, the error of lawless people, and lose your own stability, but grow in the grace of and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Listen to me. If you're a Christian, if you're a Christian right now in the middle of coronavirus pandemic, in the middle of this disease that's wrecking the whole world, stop condemning the world. Jesus Christ came to save the world, he loved the world so much that he came, he did not come to condemn the world, the world was already condemned, he came to save and now it is our job to stop condemning the world, stop prophesying and proclaiming God's judgment, stop demanding punishment on people who are God's enemies, All of humanity is God's enemies until we're redeemed and we're reconciled to him through the blood of Jesus Christ. If you're a Christian, stop speaking and proclaiming judgment and start speaking and proclaiming the grace of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and salvation for every man, woman, and child who will choose him. This weekend was the third anniversary of my daughter, Marley, who is now 10. She'll be 11 in just a couple of months. Uh, it's the third anniversary of her getting saved. And as a dad, there is nothing nothing more, not even exciting. Exciting is not the right word. I mean, it's an overwhelming excitement. There's nothing better than a child choosing to follow Christ. But listen, our mission doesn't stop with our family, Okay. We're not Noah. We're like shutting our own family in salvation, shutting the doors and keeping everybody out. Uh, even Noah begged people for all of those years to come with him, come onto the ark, come to God's salvation, come to the way God has provided you to be saved. That's gotta be our mission. And listen, I'm so burdened. I'm, I'm really burdened after some conversations I've had that some Christians right now are more concerned with this Coronavirus being God's judgment and praying judgment. I was actually told by somebody that revival might come here in Africa, but it won't come to America because God's judging America. And they jumped to the end of Revelation and said, this is Revelation 18 judgment. And, and I'm telling them, listen, this isn't my conviction, but their conviction was that, that the rapture has to come before the judgment. And I said, if you're still in America, we're still in the days of God's patience because until the rapture comes and he he rescues the righteous according to their doctrine. Again, uh, this is not my theology. This is their theology. But that has to come before Revelation 18 personally, I'm not looking for a rapture. I'm not looking for a, a global antichrist takeover. I don't believe in any of that stuff. And we, we can debate that. That's not my point today. My point is this. The day of judgment is appointed in the future when Jesus Christ sits on the throne and judges the nations. And judgment's not coming before then, before then, up to then, up until that point. It's grace and grace and grace and grace and grace. God is being patient towards the world. He wants them to be saved. That's our role in this season in coronavirus and beyond. Until Jesus stands and condemns people finally to their punishment in hell, we have to beg people be reconciled to God. Please choose salvation, choose Jesus. We have to be living holy and righteous and sanctified lives, drawing people to him. You know, my role... my, my my ministry role is apostolic I, I I'm an apostle I'm an overseer of a church ministry. My role is is equipping the church to do the work of ministry. we open churches, we train leaders we do all of that stuff. I'm not an evangelist by trade like that's not my profession it's not my strong suit but it's got to be the work of every Christian. Paul told Timothy who was a pastor, do the work of an evangelist i'm I'm speaking to you if you're a Christian your job right now is to offer salvation and grace to everyone who has yet to see that Jesus died for them. That's our role. And so I'm begging you, please stop condemning the world. Please stop prophesying judgment until Jesus stands up and says, that's it, I'm, I'm ready to judge the nations. We don't decide that, he does. Until then, our ministry is reconciliation, bringing people back to God. So let me pray for us. God, I do thank you for the grace of Jesus Christ. And I do thank you for all of my lost friends and family members, all of those who still need it. God, I thank you for your patience. I thank you that you're withholding your judgment. Lord, make me a better witness. Make your body a better witness. Make your church a better witness of the gospel uh, that you died to provide the good news of your salvation, Father. Father. Jesus, equip us and empower us to be the, the mouthpiece and the messengers of your salvation. God, because there's so many people that are dying, and they are dying of coronavirus. Lord, I ask you unashamedly, Lord, believing I'm perfectly in your will, to remove this sickness. In Jesus' name, remove this sickness from the world by your grace, by your mercy. And Lord, let it be to your glory so that people can see you, not through the sickness, but through your powerful, miraculous healing and be saved. But Father, I I pray Lord, that we would be a people who are, are not ashamed of the gospel, are not cowardly, but Lord, that we have the same boldness of the early church to go out and tell everyone. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. That's gonna wrap up this week's message. I, I will tell you, um, this, is, this is a side note, but on my personal blog, not the social website, but my personal blog, which is anthonyingram.com, Uh, I I don't have it on the website. I can throw my nameplate up so you can see, uh, but it's anthonyingram.com. I have been doing a blog series uh, for the last couple of weeks. The next one will be posted on Tuesday, but about sharing the gospel and and why we have to be sharing the gospel and and equipping you to do that. So you can find that resource there. Again, you can find more about our ministry on the website, sozoministries.net. Uh, You can donate and support there. You can also submit a prayer request there if you have any prayer requests. Our team would love to pray for you. Um, We would love to do that. Uh, And and if there's any way we can help you get better at sharing the gospel, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We would love to equip you as best as we can. That's gonna do it for this week. I, I love you and God bless you until I see you again.